broadcasting to you from our North Catholic studios in Cranberry Township with our winter sports update. As we go through about halfway through the winter sports season, my name is Alex Brown. I'm Ryan Berry. And together we are your hosts for this podcast on North Catholic Athletics. And let's start off with basketball, Ryan. Yeah, boys, basketball, they've already clinched the playoff spot. Uh, Last time we were talking about that, we, they started the season. Yeah, well, now they're 8-0 in conference, 14-1 overall. Let's look at some of those big games uh, over the month of January and uh, see how they got to where they were. Uh, only one loss at this time, so it'll be uh, pretty, pretty, recapping some pretty good games, some big wins over higher divisions schools. Uh, first one is the Don Graham Classic, a 67-59 win over Pine Ridgeland. It wasn't quite as, I guess, uh, nail-biting fashion as the last time we played Pine Ridgeland with that uh, half-court buzzer-beater shot. That uh, almost made it. Uh, that almost made a sports center, didn't it? Almost did. Almost did. Uh, Ryan Fezco back in the day. That was a, that was a long time ago. But now, now we uh, now we got this game, which was another classic and a big win for the Trojans over the rivals. The Biggest rival one Rams. of the year up to that point. Uh, that's, I mean, North Catholic. They were I think they were ranked like fourth or fifth going in that game in the state. Uh, Pine Ridgeland was a little bit lower than that, but it's still a really good win. I mean, when you're a four A school playing a six A school, any Absolutely. win you get is a big win. And they beat them by eight. And they beat them by eight. Yeah, it was. It wasn't. I think it was more dominating throughout yes. the game. I think I think because the North the problem that North has had this year with, on the on the basketball side for the boys is that they get up to big leads in the second and third quarter, and then they start to they start to break down a little bit in the fourth quarter, make teams get a little bit closer, yep. and then they finally close them out last three minutes, and that's but that's been a recipe for success. And then after that, Ryan they beat um, Knock eighty to forty two. I mean they're they're putting up they're putting up a lot of points. Each and every game. Yeah, I mean another one. Eighty-four points the next one against Freeport. Uh, then they had their first hiccup of the year, which was a, uh, I guess you could say a bad loss to Central Catholic, lost by uh, I think double digits. Fifteen. Fifteen to them. Fifteen. Which isn't good. Uh, they're a team you think you can compete with, but then they bounce right back. Next game had a nice win over Deer Lakes, eighty-two points again scored, and then uh, we, me and Alex said our first broadcast of the year was a sixty-five fifty win over Burrow, where they just played their type of basketball. Uh, pressuring on the defensive end of the floor. That was one of their best defensive performances of the year. They weren't able to pull away and score as much as they would like to, but uh, I think Burrow tried to slow the pace down a lot in that game. And that, was their, they I, did. that was our second broadcast together, the first basketball broadcast together, so that was a fun one. It really was. And, uh, after that, the, the next day, uh, after a tiring game on Friday night, they had a win over Seneca Valley, uh, who was another one of the top teams. They beat Pine Richland and North Allegheny this year. And so that was a good win. That was in, by double digits. That was a dominating win again. 13 points, 70-57 to 57 at Seneca Valley. And uh, you, they just put up big wins in non-conference games as well because they're beating the teams they have to beat in conference. As you said, they're 8-0 in conference. But they've only lost one out-of-section game yeah, in the other seven. 14-1 overall. And the only, yeah, in the other seven ga- section games they played, they're 6-1. And they're not playing bad bad non-section teams, yeah. as we've seen. They're, not, they're, they're, they're playing good teams. Let's take a look at the standings. As you know, the – North has clinched a playoff spot already, but they're 8-0 in their conference. Uh, the division in their first place, obviously, uh, 8-0. Second place is Burl, 6-2. Both of their losses are to North Catholic. But then let's look at some of the other divisions. Quaker Valley is right now the highest-ranked team in 4A. Uh, I think they're ranked 7th in the state, and North is ranked 8th as of now. They're 9-0 in the conference, 12-0 overall. Uh, they're another one high-scoring team. North Catholic averages 77, Quaker averages 72. Quaker's a little bit uh, better on the defensive end, averaging uh, only giving up 45 points a game, while North gives up 55. But I'd like to see those teams, two teams play, but they don't. unfortunately they don't play in the regular season, but they'll definitely meet up in the playoffs at some point, and that'll be a fun matchup. Uh, Lincoln Park is always good. They're 9-3. 
I don't think they're as dominant as they were last year, but uh, they're still one of the teams where you have to watch out for. Absolutely. Lincoln Park, they've played the Trojans the last two years in the finals of Whippeals. Yep. Back in 2A, back in 3A, and now this year they're both up in 4A. And will they meet again? That remains to be seen. Wouldn't that be something? Yep, and uh, Bell Vernon is the last one. They're 14-1 overall, 8-0 conference with an identical record to North Catholic. But, yeah, North has a, I guess, you wouldn't say easy division, uh, but I guess it looks easy because of how good North is playing, and they don't have that many challenges th the rest of the year. I think Freeport might be a little bit of a tougher one. Uh, Norwin's an out-of-conference game. Those are always a, li a little bit tougher, but... Uh, yeah, so I think North is already clinched the playoffs, but now they're fighting for the highest seed they can get for the playoffs. Absolutely, they're going to be fine in conference too. They're going to they're going to clinch the section championship as well um, with just another win over. Um, you got Keystone Oaks and you got uh, Deer Lakes later in the year as well. Um, you got a couple more division games in there, but they're going to be they should be fine the rest of the year. And the last game of the season is on Valentine's Day, February fourteenth, and that is against Bishop Canavan. Bishop Canavan's actually been pretty darn good this year, and that'll be a good matchup for them. Uh, but Senior Night's coming up. I believe that's on the eighth. Correct me if I'm wrong, Ryan, but I think it's against Freeport. Yeah, that's it. It's against Freeport, and the girls play on that same night, which is going to be a doubleheader. So if you're able to go to that game, that's a that's going to be a big night for North Catholic basketball for both teams as we can as we honor our seniors that night. Um, but if we want to talk about why they're so successful, Ryan, why is the boys' team successful this year? And I think it stems from our conversation we had at Coach Rocco at the beginning of the year. But what, what's that kind of style of play that's really been able to propel them to this 14-1 record? Well, he calls it pressure on both sides of the ball, pressure on offense, pressure on defense. And, of course, they pressure. They depress more than any team in 4A. But I think the way I would describe it is they play a speed and. It just catches teams off balance, and they can build their leads, as we said in the broadcast, from two points to ten points in a matter of 30 seconds they can get that in because they pre I mean, it all stems from the pressure that they give. Pressure on offense, pressure on defense. They press, uh, create turnovers, and they play so fast. Uh, as soon as they get the rebound, they don't even really have a specific set point guard. There's whoever rebounds it, passes it up, or dribbles it up the court. Uh, ben Tomer, the center, was actually dribbling up. I remember, I think, one possession. So it just, whoever gets the ball, they trust to bring up the court or find an option and get up the court, and they play fast. They shoot a lot of threes up. Teams try to slow them down like Bro did, but North is still able to get a 15-point win even without scoring uh, uh, even close to their average uh, points per game, Alex. Absolutely. And I think it's also another combination of unselfish basketball. Because we look at that stat sheet, you can just tell from just looking at the stat sheet that every night it's somebody new that's taking a charge or somebody different. They're not, it's not the same guy every night because they know their role on the team. Because Coach Rocco said, we want um, – we want pilots flying planes, and we want tank drivers driving tanks. And we don't want tank drivers flying planes. Like, we, they, everyone needs to know their role on their side. And Ben Tomer, in particular, has been very good at knowing his role this year and knowing when he needs to score, when he needs to step up, or else when they need him in a big, in a big defensive role, in a big passing role. Because he's great with the assists. He's great with the big dunks when he needs one, the blocks on the defensive end. And they, they know what their roles are. Yeah, and... Uh Interesting thing that I a lot of people don't really notice is that you can't just judge if somebody had a good game or on, on the stat sheet. There's so many things that players do true, yeah. that put them, I mean, that make them one of the best players on the team, like hustling, work ethic, uh, rebounding, hustling the loose balls, and like just making the simple plays, communicating. They don't show up on the score sheet, but it's one of the most important things that you can do as a player. Absolutely, and that, that's the same in all levels of sports, yep. too. We talk about that in hockey. We talk about that in football. You just make the, make the 
little plays, the little plays that don't show up on the scoreboard, that's what went to games. Yeah, but as you mentioned uh, about different players stepping up each game, in Deer Lakes, Max Hurry led the charge as sophomore with 36 points. In the next game against Burrow, Andrew Madeline takes forward with 37 points. And that is the perfect segue to what we have next as we will play to you our post-game interview with Andrew Madelon after his 37-point performance over against Burrow that put the Trojans in the driver's seat of the section with the win 65 to 50. Here it is. With Andrew Madelon, the best player on the court tonight for the Trojans and for both teams overall. Andrew, thank you for joining us. Oh yeah, of Fantastic course. game. Thank you, thank you. Andrew, what was clicking for you? You were, you were so hot on three, six to six yep. at the beginning for three. What was clicking for you tonight? Well, we just came out, we got shots up before the game, we got shots up after school, so that really helped us out. You guys are able to get a lot of pressure and press, and that can kind of wear teams down throughout the course of the game. How does that give you guys an advantage in the games that you played this season? That's our goal because we have a really solid team, and we like to wear teams down. We like to get into their legs early, so we like to put the pressure on the whole game. So, yeah, that gets it done for us. Burl was able to battle back a little bit in that fourth quarter, a guy down to nine points. Mm -hmm. uh, th that's when you started to turn it up back again. Mm -hmm. What was Coach saying to you that, that really flipped that switch back in your favor? He was saying just be solid. we got to just be ourselves the whole time, yeah. He wanted us to switch those screens more, so yeah. we weren't getting through those screens, and we made that switch to switch the screen, so that helped us out a lot. Thank you. That's all I got for you. Good game. Oh, yeah. Good this Thank season. you, guys. Thank you. That's Andrew Madelon. 37 points in this game. You just heard from Andrew Madelon after his 5-for-5 uh, five five first half three-point shooting and his 37 total points in that game. It was a great interview. Look forward to announcing their senior night game on February 8th along with the girls' game as well. Now let's move on to the girls' basketball. They've been on a roll lately. Uh, they had one uh, bad loss but in, the la in the span that we're going to be talking about, but they had some nice wins in that uh, span as well, starting with a 76-53 to 53 win over Pine Richland. And that, that was an absolute, absolute domination on, on that um, Don Graham Classic. And both teams, we talked to the boys in, the, in that, their game too, they beat up Pine Richland by, uh, not by as much as the girls did. Being by eight, the girls beat them by 23. 23 points over the Pine Richland Over a, a high girls. division team. I mean, that I mean, is. You look at this North Halix 3A, Pine Richland 6A. That's and beating tremendous. a team by that much. Uh, that's that a high head of you. I mean, just shows you how much these divisions really mean. I mean, they don't mean very much when you're three and six a when there's these differences, especially in boys basketball too. North Catholic's ranked eighth in the state as a four a team. Uh, they're ranked ahead, and they beat they've beaten six a teams this year. So it just goes to show you that divisions don't really mean much. It just means that that the school size is really smaller. But other than that, I mean, the talent level is there for all these schools that are lower divisions compared to the higher division schools. Absolutely, and they're in the same. Um position as they were last year in terms of their success in the regular season, which they've just been absolutely remarkable. 7-0 uh, conference, 10-4 overall, um, and then they beat up Mohawk this year in a, in a rematch of their Whippeal final from last year, and just a little bit of payback. It was nice to get that over Mohawk because they beat them up 70-33, yeah. to 33. but they've been scoring a lot of points this year, and they're, they're a high-shooting offense, aren't they, Ryan? 
Yeah, they are. They shoot a lot of three-pointers. They lost a little bit, a little bit of the inside presence because of Ava Walker uh, tearing her ACL. She was yes. their inside person. She got a lot of big rebounds. She got a lot of. Uh, she was a real inside threat. So they're uh, doing a lot of driving kick shots. They drive the lane and just find the open uh, woman, I'll say, man on the outside. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and they hit those shots. They shoot them at an extremely high rate. They average 57 points per game, uh, which is among the best in. It's best in uh, section one of class three, not the best in three A. Uh, it's up there. I think second, second best in yep. three, yet behind South Park, who averages 63 points per game. Yeah, but they're in. They're as close to clinching the playoffs as they can be without clinching it right now. At seven and zero in the conference and ten and four overall. A uh, couple more wins and they'll be clinched for the playoffs. Uh, to add to uh, Coach Rotman's uh, great tenure here at North. Tremendous, absolutely tremendous tenure. And speaking of Mohawk, they play them again tonight, uh, which is Thursday the 27th. Um, so they play them at Mohawk tonight. So that should be another nice win for the tro- for the Trojanettes. But when you look at their team, Ryan, we talked at the beginning of the year to Coach Rotman and a couple of the players about leadership. And we talked to that, her about Elena Rocco. And last year she wanted her to step up to a more of a leadership role yeah. this year. And leaders on any team, that's so important, especially when we get the younger leaders too. Yeah, there's different types of leaders. Uh, not every leader is a vocal leader. Uh, there's a lot of leaders who lead by example, uh, just lead by the way they play, and some there's always vocal leaders who at least tell people and try to guide people. But you can guide people with your play or by your actions, like oh hey this person's staying after after practice shooting free throws, why don't I do that next practice? And so uh, just kind of guiding the younger kids and underclassmen. Uh, it's not even really underclassmen or upperclassmen. It's more uh, just. I guess, more experienced players guiding the lesser experienced players. And Daisha Lewandowski is definitely one of those people, too, as we talked to her at the beginning of the year, too, about how she's really the captain of this team in terms of that leadership and getting that basket really when you need it. And um, that's another example of leadership. That's a great way of saying it. You've got to be there all times. and be there for your team when in the highs and lows because they've had some highs and they've had some tough losses this year. They had a tough loss to Oakland at, uh, just before Christmas, um, sixty-nine to forty-nine, and that was a loss where you, you might get down a little bit because yep. that's a that's a big rivalry game for the Trojanettes. And but after that, they came back and they absolutely crushed Riverside um, two days later, sixty-three to sixteen. 16 points they gave you up always feel bad in a for high school teams game. That, that you play after a loss because, like, you know there have been extra motivations after a loss. Like, hey, uh, we're not going to take it easy on this team. We're going to go out. We're not going to stop scoring. Uh, I mean, maybe if they would have beaten Oakland a couple days before, they're like, okay, uh, let's put some of the backups in, just rest a little bit. But they want to get their reps. Like, we just lost. We got our uh, butts kicked a couple days ago. Well, let's just – Keep the starters in and see what uh, practice new rotations, new uh, new sets, stuff like that. Be able to, I guess, the next game or next time they play a team at the talent level that Oakland has, be able to beat them next time. Then they also played North Allegheny and Chargers Valley. After that, they had a couple losses there, lost both those games. But then they won the next the next um, five games, and they're six and one in the last seven. So they've really turned on the Jets here as we start going into the new year. And the rest of the way, they have some, they have some tough games coming up here, Ryan. But on senior night, um, as we talked about earlier, the girls will be playing Beaver Falls at 6, and the boys will be playing Freeport at 7.30. And it's going to be a great night, and we encourage you all to come out for that game. Um, for both those games, it's going to be a good time, Ryan. Yeah, now let's move on to boys wrestling, Alex. Some good basketball talk there. 
uh, boys wrestling team. They they got their first two wins, two in a row. Uh, first one's in 2015 for the wrestling team. Mr. Lyles coaching them to a couple of wins. Yep, uh, 42-18 over South Allegheny and a 33-27 win against Riverview to go three and uh, two and one in the meet uh, Wednesday, January 19th. And they've had some really good wrestlers this year stepping up uh, for the team. They have Daniel Long, who's been very good this year, six and four. Um, Scott Huffmeyer Meyer's also done very well this year, and they got Patrick Sinem. Yeah, he's he's been the top wrestler this year. He's also a baseball commit for uh, University of Pittsburgh Bradford, but he's six and two as the best win percentage on the team of those that have at least played more than uh, three games. Uh, Alex Lopez, a freshman, is one and zero, oh, but he's only played a, one match, so I don't know if you could kind of compare those win percentage. But six and two is a great record for North Catholic. He's contributed a lot. Absolutely is, and, but for program like North Catholic to really start getting some nice victories over some over some higher higher um, class opponents and more developed programs yep. than North Catholic has um, that's that's pretty impressive that's pretty impressive and it's a good sign for the program definitely uh, when you first started a couple years ago or, or when, like it's hard to build up these players again more and more experience uh, seniors are now leading the way seniors and juniors are leading the way I mean they probably first joined maybe they haven't wrestled before but now coach Lawson will teach them over the last couple years now they're winning some matches hopefully they can uh, stack some wins here towards the end of the regular season and especially better when you can get wrestlers that can make the weights and you have enough wrestlers to have um, to be in a lot of those matchups that the other schools are, have the ability to be in. And now let's talk about your North Catholic varsity hockey team. And Ryan, you're on the team. Been a pretty impressive year so far as the team is well in position to be go far in the playoffs as they're number one in the division over Moon North Hills, Chartiers Valley. And they are number two in the conference. So talk about the season so far. Yeah, we've had a great season, a rough start. 12-3-2 uh, and two overall isn't bad, of course, so we'd like to have all those wins, but it's not always going to happen. But there's a couple points that we left out there, especially against Chartiers Valley and uh, Westmont Hilltop, who we both lost in overtime there. And, of course, the bad, bad game against Greensburg, which is a team we probably should have been. But uh, 26 points in second in the standings right now. Hopefully we're able to hold on to that if we went out our last three games, we should be in a pretty good spot to get that second seed. Uh, us, Quaker Valley, and Norwin competing for that. Uh, Quaker, I think, is two game, two or three games in hand. They have to game, play Fox Chapel, and they have some tougher games after that as well. So if we win out, we should be in a good spot for the second seed. Absolutely. And here to talk about that is the varsity head coach, Mr. Jonathan Hoffman. And we're here with North Catholic varsity head coach, Mr. Jonathan Hoffman. Mr. Hoffman, thank you for joining us today. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. Well, we appreciate you um, coming on. Uh, so, so far this year, your team is 12-3-2, and two, and you're number one in the division, number two in the conference right now. So what have you liked from your team so far this year? There's a, a lot to like from what we've put together. We've uh, had good stretches throughout the year where we've been very solid defensively. Um, you know, we had a stretch of, of games where we – we're holding opponents to three goals or less, and you can do that in our league. You can uh, definitely win a lot of games with the the offensive production we're able to put up. Um, you know, our, our leading scorers right now and, and senior Tay Malis leading the, our team with 29 points, and then right behind him is your uh, counterpart here and Ryan Barry uh, with and eight goals and year. 11 assists. No. Yeah, he's uh, having a good year, sophomore year. So, um, you know, uh, we work hard. We're uh, strong on the forecheck, and we like to play our game from down low. Uh, I'm sure Ryan gets tired of hearing me say that, uh, yeah. playing from below the goal line. 
Um, but when we're five on five, we're we're a, a strong force on the ice and, and tough for teams to, to keep up with us. What would you say has to be improved uh, over the next couple of regular season games? Um, I, I don't want to steal words from you know Penguins coach Mike Sullivan, but he's uh, lately been on the guys for the Penguins about playing a little loose. Um, I think we might have fallen into some of that category um, simply because of how well we've been playing recently, uh, finding wins um, even in games where we haven't had our best, um, where we can start to you know gloss over a little of the small details that have made us successful. Um, so it, it's just a return to basics, return to playing within our structure of our you know one two two four check, uh, stronger defensive zone, looking for the smart, uh, simple plays, keeping the game simple. Uh, for us is where we're at our best and, and obviously staying five on five. I've had the opportunity to watch the team evolve as years gone on. So I've been uh, doing the home games and I watch the away games whenever we see it. But I think the something that I've observed this year, I don't know if you've seen the same thing, was at the beginning of the year, especially like the first couple games, it was a tough start for the team. Um, got a couple losses early in the season, but haven't had a lot since, especially in regulation. Um, but it was more of a skate the puck up the ice, one person, a little, little bit more of me, not we kind of hockey. Have you seen that turn into a little more unselfish hockey from your guys this year? Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you look at our, our stat lines, um, you know, there are guys up and down the lineup that have points. Um, and, you know, if you rely on one or two guys to, to play and carry the team, um, you're not going to find overall success. I mean, if you look at our program, you look at, you know, the boys and girls basketball teams and how they play as well, like, it's across the board here in, in, in how we try to, to play the game, whether it's on the ice or on the basketball court or anywhere. But, you know, it, it takes a group effort. And, you know, for us, and I, and I you know, we'll keep saying to the team over and over again, um, it, you know, we're a unit of five on the ice when we're playing. You know, whoever jumps on the ice, whatever line's out there, it's a unit of five, and we're going together. And, and if, you, you know, not buying into that, um, you know, only leads to us struggling. You know, you, you got to play together. You got to work for one another. Communication, uh, strong plans, puck support. Um, that's where we find ourselves to be be strong. Thirteen seniors on the team this year, um, and where does that fall in terms of how they've been? Per they've really been contributing to the team this year. And does that have any more pressure on the team this year to perform with the current group right now? Considering you're going to be losing a lot of players next season. Graduating uh, 13 seniors from our active roster um, is both exciting as a program to see where we've come, but also very scary for a coach uh, yep. to try and have to replace that next year. Uh, but when you look at our, our group of seniors this year, most of them have been around since sophomore year when we went varsity for the first time. Um, so this group, I feel, feels a little bit added pressure to, to try and reach the ultimate goal of a Penguins Cup because they realize this is their last chance at it. Um, our first year, which was their sophomore year, we went 17-2-1, um, finished second overall that year as well, but ran into a really strong TJ team, and we saw what they were able to do the last couple years. Um, and this group of seniors recognizes, like, they that's what they want to do. They want to be the team that's the last one standing. Uh, so they, they feel that pressure, I believe, and, and – they're not letting it get to themselves. They're letting it be a motivating factor um, in everything that we're doing, whether it's on the ice for practice, whether we're in the gym on Wednesdays together. Uh, they, they know what, what they're working towards. When you look at the current uh, playoff race right now, you have a nice little lead here in the division. Uh, another win here, there, another loss from Moon should be locked up pretty soon. Um, 
But in terms of the conference race, you want to be in the top two spots right now. That's your that's the goal. Basically, number two, because Fox Chapel's far and away going to be that number one. Um, but what else do you feel like the team has to do to be able to clinch that spot and to feel comfortable in having a firm grasp on the playoffs? Yeah, so, you know, there's three regular season games left for us. And, you know, it's a combination of, of three points, whether it's us winning to get that or a couple teams losing in our division. Uh, but that would, you know, secure the, the division for us. But ultimately it comes back to controlling what we control um, and, and the controllables for us in the game, and that's, and that's playing within our system, um, you know, back to our forecheck, back to our defensive zone, uh, making sure we're taking care of the little things that we can focus on as a team um, is, is where we're going to, you know, work for the next month to, to button up before playoffs start in March. Um, but, you know, it's, it, it's a matter of us, Hitting, hitting our stride at the right time where we've been doing that um, and continuing on that and, and working together to do it. And my last question for you is about the new rivalry game that you have scheduled at the Hunt Armory on February the 2nd, Groundhog Day against Central Catholic. And it, it's a big one, Coach. It's a big one. It is. It's, uh, it's an exciting time to bring this game back. The two teams, you know, we haven't played Central in over 15 years, so it's, it's great to, to reignite this rivalry uh, but to also do it for a good cause. We're playing the game during Catholic Schools Week. Um, and, and the way this game came about was um, the players between us and the players at Central Catholic talking, because some of them play on, on amateur teams together outside of the high school programs, and uh, thought it'd be fun to, to play a game. And there's a player's idea is to make it for, for charity. Um, but the, the game itself is going to be played at the Hunt Armory in Shadyside. So it's a historic building that the, the Penguins have uh, transition to a community ice rink so it's the first time there's been an indoor community rink in the city of Pittsburgh in over 25 years so you know why not bring a rivalry for high school hockey back and in, in that area and do it um, and the game itself the all proceeds from the game are going to go to benefiting Catholic education in the diocese uh, since we're playing this game during Catholic schools week we thought it was a, a fitting choice and a, a great way to to showcase both of our programs and in what athletic opportunities are available to you know kids in the diocese um, as they come up through is this something that you want to have as a annual thing that's the intent in talking with uh, the head coach at, at central catholic bill Connolly, like that's our idea we would like to make this game an annual event during catholic schools week and and see what we can do with it each and every year maybe expand it uh, maybe make it a little showcase tournament who knows um, but this was a good starting point and uh Something we've thrown together really quickly to, to make it happen because we both uh, conveniently had open spots in our schedules to, to fit this game in. Well, that's perfect, and uh, we wish you the best of luck in that game. Uh, well, I wish you two the best of luck because, Ryan, you'll be in those games. The best of luck in that game and the best of luck the rest of the year, Coach. No, thanks a lot, Alex. It's uh, Just a side note, it's, uh, it's awesome to have you guys. You're there calling the games for us, and you'll be on the call for that game at, at uh, Central Catholic. So. Well, you know, best of luck to you too. I uh, think it's true. It's it's been my honor to do that, and uh, thank you very much. And you just heard from Mr. Hoffman, the varsity hockey head coach, and that's about all we got for this episode of your North Catholic Athletics podcast. As we head into the. Um, second half of the winter sports season as we get close to playoffs and we'll have a playoff preview before the playoffs start as we recap what happened at the end of the regular seasons for each one of these sports and we'll set you up for the playoffs. 
And Ryan, pleasure doing this with you as always. Yep, another good one. Remember, we are your one-stop podcast for everything North Catholic Athletics.